everybody before we jump into this week's episode just wanted to take a moment to say that we appreciate each and every listen that we received thus far you guys are amazing thank you thank you thank you furthermore if you guys have any questions about any episode or any topic suggestions or would like to give us a review feel free to reach out to us at dear some of y'all at gmail.com just like the name of the podcast also please feel free to follow us on facebook at dear some of y'all or on instagram also at dear some of y'all we appreciate your support and this wouldn't be what it is without Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up What happening? We here, we back, again, like we never left Whether you like it or not I mean At this point (laughs) This is, we're on episode 17 now Because you keep, you keep uh, misnumbering them on the Google Drive This, the one right now that we are currently recording is number 17 you know, I'm just gonna stop putting that. I'm just gonna start putting the name of the episode because well, I, we don't always come up with it. Well, this week we know what the name of the episode is oh, ahead yeah, of time. This, so this week we do. They they still ain't gonna find out until there's that get posted. But yeah, it is what it is, or it is what it ain't. Hey, I don't really know today. How was your week, sir? Um, my week. It's 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 um, I'm alive. Yeah, that's where I'm gonna stop. Nah, it's been good. Um, I started school. I started back at school today, so uh, I missed my first day of school because Maya had a birth, mm-hmm. and I had to be at school at eight in the morning. And I was supposed to drop the boys off to one of the aunties' house, but when I woke up, when I woke up, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm just not gonna go to school. And I'm just gonna do the school online. And I didn't really miss nothing because it was a college. It's the college success course, so it, it's not as like it's it's not like I missing the first day. I was gonna miss a whole bunch because yeah, it is not. It it's it's a class that's a requirement, but it's not a hard class. So I wasn't really tripping, but I made it today, and uh, I did that. So it happened. <laughs> I'm paying attention. I just oh, I know. Trying to share the live from my page as well. You know, trying oh, to make sure we, we got, got we got three people now. Um, yeah. Uh, yesterday. Well, it's the seventh now, but the sixth, uh, which was yesterday, was um, 
my brother who got murdered a few years ago. I remember that. Yeah, it was his birthday. He would have been 41, so it's been a little bit rough the last... <laughs> 24 hours? At, at least that, but, yeah. you know. But uh, that aside, I do have a story. Oh, Lord <laughs> Jesus. I have two stories, actually. Pray for this story. Uh, hold on, because, you know, I... I uh, Before, is your sister up? No, she is not. She is not. Sweet. She's yeah. She's gonna catch it later. Well, you know, it's also she's three hours ahead. So she, so um, she usually be up. She's not out. Usually yes, but she wasn't feeling well today, so she. Oh, I oh. talked to her earlier. Uh, giving out my notes, uh, my production notes. You know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my first story. Um, I have to change the names to protect uh, the children. Um, I think we called her uh, Lucy. I don't remember. We're just gonna call her Lucy. We'll call her. We'll, we'll call her Lucy today. So, uh, driving and picking up kids, and Lucy says, "Mr. Chris, why do some people choose not to take care of nature?" And I thought that was a very uh, astute question. Coming from a four-year-old, I be forgetting these kids. Yeah, these are preschool. All my well, I shouldn't say all, but most of my bus driving stories are my preschoolers because they provide the greatest material. Because um, you know, my middle school, high schoolers, I can't really tell most of those stories. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know. Yeah. Uh, so Lucy says uh, she asked me why do people not take care of nature so i said um you know i'm not sure lucy uh but it's the only one we have so once it's gone that's it right from the back of the bus another preschooler we'll call him brian brian his name is nowhere near it mr brian brian says without prompting because no one was even talking to brian Okay, that's first of all. No, no one was even talking to Brian. Brian says, well, if we mess up this one, we can just go to Africa. You know, not, you know better. You know better. So for those that are listening to this and not watching us, yes, yes. The answer to your question is yes. Yeah. 100%, 100% yes. <laughs> and so I say, well, what made you choose Africa? And Brian says, well, because it's nice over there. Okay. okay. I said, well, have you ever been? He was like, no, but I can see it from my house. And now I'm intrigued <laughs> even more. And I say, so how can you see it from your house? And he says, with my binoculars. He said, I can see Africa. I can see the sun. I can see the moon. And I said, okay. I didn't really know what to say after that, so we just kind of changed subjects. Because I, at, at this, of all the places in the world, 
that he could have choose chose from. He chose the motherland. He chose the motherland. The whole, the whole entire motherland. All right, one more story, and then we're going to get oh, into this episode. Brian. What was uh, Lucy. So, th- this is also um, a Lucy special. So, I gotta meet this kid without prompting, because it's always without prompting. She says, uh, "Mr. Chris," I said, "What's up?" She says, uh, "Last night, I um, had my mother and my brother uh, got me some grass to eat." Now, if you're listening, you're watching, she means actual grass, like the actual grass. Uh, What up, Stanley? Um, So I say, you mean like grass, like outside that you, you know, she's like, yeah, she's like, I like it. That sent the whole bus into utter chaos and turmoil. (laughs) So, what? <laughs> no, wait. Let me finish. So, <laughs> the 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 guy, the the little man behind me, we'll we'll call him uh, Rashad. Not Rashad. Yeah, it's a there's a reason for that. I know. Okay, hope y'all catching what I'm. All right. So Rashad says, "You're disgusting." <laughs> So many questions. He says, you're disgusting. (laughs) Then another kid, one by one, they're like, oh, Lucy, you're nasty. You're going to get people sick. Why are you eating grass? So so many questions, too, Sam. (laughs) Me being the petty individual that I am, as an adult, the only adult on the bus, (laughs) I have more questions. So I say, um... Lucy, do you eat your grass plain or do you put, <laughs> like, do you season it? Do you put sauce on it? Like, how do you eat it? And she says, oh, I eat it plain. That's, that's the best kind. Do you wash it? Is it washed grass? So furthermore. Is it clean? I'm telling you, the, the rest of the bus is offended, okay? They don't understand why she is out here eating grass. She, they just they they can't comprehend. Stan said with ranch. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the one that called her disgusting, he's 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 really livid. He's like, that is so disgusting. You're gonna make people sick. You need to you need to get off the bus because you're gonna make us sick because you're eating grass. You see, I can't even get through the story without cracking up. And this happened days ago. But she she doesn't understand why everybody else is upset about her food of choice, okay? And so I say, because then, you know, I have to at some point be the adult on the bus. So I'm like, okay, guys, listen. I understand y'all don't like to eat grass. But Lucy does. That's her business. It doesn't make her disgusting. It doesn't make her nasty. Y'all not going to get sick because she ate grass. Like, it's not contagious in that way. When did it start? Is my question. How did, I didn't ask all those how, questions. How did the parents feel? So many questions. Yeah, so I have to follow up for you guys. Uh and then What's up, maybe on next week's episode, uh, I can tell you 
the backstory of the grass eating because I didn't even mention it to the mom. So those are my preschool stories for the week. She's she's a grass eater. A whole grass eater. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, that's not really what we came to talk about. We need to. I, you ever been at a loss for words? That's me right now. So we're just gonna hop into this because <laughs> I'm so confused with life that I don't understand anymore. So. Okay, so <clears throat> we were. Well, I was in a. Um, I was about to say in a Sunday school. I was at Sunday school. I mean, you was in a Sunday school. <laughs> yes, but what I mean to say is, look, I was at Sunday school. And you got it right, Stan. Black parents. You got it right, Stan. There you, there you go. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, yes Stanley. Yes. Yes, Very, much so. <laughs> Very much so. And um, one of the uh, so one of the Sunday school teachers that teaches the teenage class. Which, oh yeah, what she was telling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Which is. Um, you know, because I'm the youth pastor, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I teach them on Wednesdays. Well, alternating Wednesdays. Right. Anyway, teaching. I'm giving y'all way too much information about um, something <laughs> that it's not really relevant to what we're talking about. So I mean, anyway, it's kind of relevant. So the teacher, uh, my good friend, Lissandra good Jones. Friend. Shout out to good friend Sandy Best Life Jones. She actually has uh, eight, Facebook eight, live eight, shows that she eight. does. The next one is April 24th. It's about. Uh, building hope on the hilltop so we'll share that link in the uh comments too um she's at the laker game right now so it's not like she's tuned in she says she would tune in later so she just flew to a whole other oh, yeah, state. She, yeah she definitely hopped a flight okay so okay. <laughs> I, I was, we, we so this was her post yeah this was her post that she came well she's the um aunt of avery bradley makes more sense yeah. now okay so she said had a great time teaching the teens in sunday school yesterday we had an enlightening or enlightening discussion on why our friendships need healthy boundaries. One of the students said she wished she'd been taught that in elementary school as opposed to learning by trial and error at a much older age. So here was her. Uh, she said her response bears the question. How early in life should we teach our children about establishing healthy boundaries and friendships? And then uh, further down, she said, should those healthy boundaries apply to family too. So that's what we we are discussing tonight. Um, how early in life should we teach our children about establishing healthy boundaries and friendships, and though and do those boundaries apply to families as well? And I'm gonna let you go first. How to implement boundaries with families? You can be rude. Which is always fun, but it I honestly don't always it's not always a good idea, or you can just be blunt, but we gonna get into that I was like because uh, you 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 kind of uh, changed the whole question no 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 it goes they 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 co they coexist they coexist they not coexist they, they coexist <laughs> they coexist I ain't say it was a good coexistion, but they coexist that's not a word, sir oh, it's a word today. Okay. Can you give the answer to the question, though? <laughs> um, I still don't know. To be honest. So you want me to go first? No. Okay. 
I'ma go. But all right, so in reality, it's really hard to do to implement uh, boundaries with family, but you can do your best at it because it all depends on the family member because you can't implement the exact same way that you can with everybody. Like, let's say I tell you, you should just go to your family and be like, hey, this is my boundary. If you cross it, we're not going to talk. They might call you disrespectful. Or you can say it to a family member and they'd be like, all right, I respect that. Thank you for coming uh, straight to me. Now, I have boundaries with my family. But it it can be hard sometimes because um, because you don't, you don't want to you don't, you don't want to do it sometimes you don't want to like actually set the boundary because then you'll be scared like oh no they're gonna leave but then it's like okay. I'm just mad you said it like that. I'm listening. I'm <laughs> but it's true. Like, setting boundaries with families can be a, the most awkward conversation in the world because they might not receive the reason why you're setting your boundary. Because if you're setting a boundary, something had to happen. And it all depends on what you're setting a boundary for. Like, for instance, um, let's, let's backtrack to our church up when we were talking about church mm-hmm. at one time. And it was like, if, if, I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff for my family and I'm doing less for my actual wife. Uh, hey, family, I ain't doing this no more. Why? Because I have to do this in my house. Well, why can't you do Because I just set a boundary and said I'm not doing it. Well, you I actually don't have to do anything that you say because I am grown. And a lot of... Um, our skin people, black people, in my experience growing up in the South, they don't like to hear somebody say they grown, even if they are grown. Because then you run the risk of saying, I'm grown. Oh, so you grown? Well, don't call me for nothing. Bruh, I really just called you, asked you, was you home? So setting boundaries with families can always be tricky. Because the family member or the whole entire family might not always, not all, might not always receive what you're saying, no matter how how nice you put it, you can put it in the look. You can get the best writer in the world to write it, and if Are you say, if you, I'm telling you, and you say, "Hey, sincerely, your name," they might be like, "Oh, I ain't receiving none of that." Nah, because now they're gonna be like, "Oh, you done changed," because of whatever it is. I'm just gonna use marriage. Oh, you done changed now you got married. Yes, nigga. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, okay. it's the truth. Sir, respectfully. Oh, Lord. What'd I do? You didn't answer the question. I, it, the right. question was, how early in life I know, I'm joking. Should we teach our children about I'm establishing... Going off, I'm going off of both of them, though. But at that same time, when you establish it, I teach my kids. Yep, they say that right there. Yep. <laughs> See? But but staying is the, that they cut people off. But I think that you should do it as early as when a kid can understand right and wrong. Teach their kid how to set boundaries. 
And then I'm talking. I'm finished. I'm laying them all out. That's you teach that kid how to set boundaries. Okay. As a as a young adult, like let's say you have somebody that's fresh and they 12 years old. I would fresh and what? 12 years old. Oh, okay. Right, right. You know, the preteen. Right. I would say set a boundary, but you can still set boundaries without being disrespectful. People don't. Uh, I realize that some people just don't understand that setting boundaries is healthy at a young age because. I mean, in theory, I set boundaries at a young age. My parents just didn't know. Explain. <clears throat> me, 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 me. No. Nah. <laughs> but so I'm very, very closed off. With, I used to be very closed off from my mama, mm-hmm. but not closed off from my daddy. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's a lot of stuff. Growing up that my daddy knew about That my mama didn't And it was because my mama would Ask me a question And I would give her The truth And leave stuff out I would give her the truth of stuff that I knew that she mattered about That if I said the other part of it She would take it for something that it wasn't So boom Caleb you got a girlfriend Yes ma'am Y'all be holding hands at school I go straight to class. So you were just lying to your mama's face? No. I never said yes or no. We call that lying by omission. That's not lying. If you never answer, a fact is if you never actually answer a question and you um, divert the question, you divert the answer, it's not lying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Diversion lying. Whatever you want no, to divert ass, sir. I no, diverted I'm, it. I'm no, I know. But <laughs> I diverted it. Or, um, uh, nah, standard ain't a lie. Um, Thank or, you, like, my mom, Thank would, you. my mom would ask me stuff like, um, do you have a girlfriend? I'd be like, I have a friend that's a girl. She was like, so See, you got a girlfriend? No, no, you got to hear the whole thing. She was like, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm joking. But I would have to make it in like to a playful manner. Ah, so okay. at that point, she would she would stop asking the, so many questions. So I, everything that I used to do was like a, uh, it was a game because I had to play the game because I knew how my mom was. So it would be like, Caleb, you got a girlfriend? I got a friend that's a girl. What's her name? And then I'd say her name. And then she'd be like, huh, how old is she? Whatever I was like Oh well She a couple months Older than me <laughs> That's said, Makai Kita said he's Makai Yeah And then I'd be like Well she this old She'd be like What her parents do uh, Tell her what her parents do And then she'll start Asking questions And I'd be like Why Why are you asking questions to the, Why are you asking questions To the answers that you don't want She was like What you mean I said You asking me Am I taking this girl on a date Or you asking me Did I kiss this girl If I tell you yes or no It's gonna be an issue And she was like you're right. And in the back of my head, I was like, what run that won that round? But at that same time, if you listen to the context of it, it's setting a boundary. You know I have a girlfriend. You know I ain't having sex. But you don't know everything else. So you kind of got to piece it together. And then, like, um, that's just, like, and I ain't saying I, well, no, I did that. But at that same concept. If my if my daddy would ask me, I would be like, "Yeah, I kissed her." And it was just I was just more comfortable talking to my daddy about it than my mama because my mom I was I'm the last kid. She gonna want to. My mama worked at Lockheed Martin. I didn't know what she was gonna do, 
I'm gonna walk up to the girl house with a missile launcher talking about back up off my baby. I ain't know. Okay. Look, Priscilla was protective. So I learned boundaries at about 12. Actually, no. I learned boundaries at about um, about seven or eight. But I learned how to set my own boundaries from my daddy. Gotcha. Because he would tell me, um, if you don't like something, just say it. And he was like, and if <laughs> I couldn't tell my mama that I ain't like something, especially if it was food. Do your parents listen to this podcast? Yeah. They know this. I've, I've been... So how bold I am, I've been like that since I was like eight years old. I just wonder if sometimes they are finding out things that they didn't know. I mean, <laughs> my mama might go on Facebook, but she don't got no... She don't listen to podcasts. My brothers do. Gotcha. So they know. But Okay, I let me teach, pull this back. I would teach a kid at about... Um, Okay, there you go. Okay. I would teach because <laughs> I, I, I didn't Eli, hear a definitive answer. I so. did. I said two of them. I said I learned. I learned at eight. I say a healthy age is twelve, but it all depends on the kid's maturity. So Eli, is, <sighs> Eli is three. He already knows boundaries. He just don't know the actual name of them because if somebody tries to give Eli a food that he don't want, he'd be like, "I don't like that." No, I do not want to try it. Technically, that's setting the boundary of saying you don't want something. So if you ask me to ask me to try it again, I'm gonna tell you the same answer. Nope. Right. So for me, um, I think, and I think you started uh, your answer with this. As early as they can understand is when I would say you should start. Yeah. When you know what yes is and no is, as soon as Eli started to comprehend that no meant don't do that and yes meant you can, we start teaching him boundaries. And I, I, I feel like it's, Super important, especially now, to, to start earlier, because um, it neg- I shouldn't say it negates, but it it can um, eliminate some of the trauma that happens to kids at an early age, and then you don't know about it till they're older. What I mean, and I'm I'm specifically thinking and referencing like sexual. Mm-hmm. Abuse and mm-hmm. stuff like that, because even those <clears throat> boundaries of no, I don't want a hug or I don't want you know what I mean, like knowing and teaching them what kind of touch is okay, what kind of touch is not okay, and from who or whom. Eli don't like surprise hugs from people he don't like or don't know. Right, and like you said, they may not comprehend that these are boundaries that you're setting, but. Having, excuse me, having those conversations and setting those um, expectations early, then I feel like helps them navigate it because then he's going to be at school in a couple of years. And the 11th. Huh? He starts school on the 11th. Like in four days? 11th? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, then in four days when he starts school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, then he's he's already knowing that it's okay to be like because, for instance, when my preschoolers, they are like really affectionate. They be getting off the bus trying to hug each other, and I'm like, okay, guys, uh, maybe not do that uh, because I don't know their you know their home life, right? And I also don't know their background, nothing like that. I, I just take them to school and take them home. 
So as much as I can limit their physical interaction, like, you know, a pound, high five, yeah, no problem. But, oh, hug, yeah. Mm-mm. 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 Don't, don't. Uh, it, it's weird when kids that you see but you don't know try to hug you, to me. Because I'm like, why are you touching me? I don't know your parents like that. Um, I don't really know you like that. Because I, I j- it's weird to me. Well, I would for me, it's not weird. But, no, I, but yeah, I also deal with kids in every facet of life. And so I think when you're young, you know, like the preschoolers, are, like it's, it really isn't. They're not thinking nothing of it. Exactly. They're just like, oh, Mr. Grace, give me a hug. And I'm like, oh, how about a fist bump? You yeah. know, just because yeah. we we don't have a personal relationship like that. But like, now, if it was how, if it was one of like the kids at church or something like that that I've known different. for, that's different. Yeah. But this is you know, and I don't want to ever mm-hmm. give. You know what I mean? So um, I think that, it's though. like kids like when I used to work at the Boys and Girls Club. They'd be like, "Hey, Mr. Caleb. Hey, what's up? Hug. Ah, hmm. Give me a fist bump. I, 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 no, I'm good." But then you have the kids that you know know at the Boys and Girls Club that you've been seeing there for the past six months and you and like you actually know their mom's first name. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um so I think that it's like I said, the the earlier the better. Um and then of course as they get older and, and are able to comprehend more, then you explain more about the previous teachings and then as you add on to it would be, you know, my and I think um, because we don't always define what healthy looks like. And I think that's also important. Like if it's something that's not comfortable for you, it doesn't really matter if it's comfortable for somebody else or not. And I don't think we always (coughs) give our children the um, opportunity, the autonomy to make those Decisions for themselves. Some people take it away from them before they can even get it. Right. So I, I'm not teaching Eli this yet mm-hmm. because he's not going to comprehend it how I want him to. But I want him to understand my favorite word is a complete sentence. You know what that word is? No. Yes. No is a complete sentence. And is. Like I will tell somebody, hey, Caleb, do you want to volunteer at Blasip? No. But we. In. O. No. Because that's setting a boundary. It's just the truth. Like, uh, Elmo, yep. I remember when I went home one year. My mama said, Caleb, in front of the whole church, you need to come up here and sing a song. <laughs> I stood up and said, No. Boy, you need to come up. Don't embarrass your dad at. No. I don't want to. And my dad was like, well, son, you ain't got to sing if you don't want to. And I was like, in my head, I was like, I, I know this. No. <laughs> I'm not singing. I don't want to get up and sing in front of a whole bunch of people. My spirit is not where it wants to be at with this song. I don't really feel like singing. I love you a lot. No. Because that's that's a healthy boundary. Because... um. Growing up uh, in the South, you don't understand boundaries until you hit like 25 in the age group of me, not like people that came after like my age group because I'm 31. 
So when I was like 20, 21, if I was in Florida and something, and the elder person said, hey, I want you to do this, and I said no, they would tell me I'm disrespectful. How? Because I'm not getting up and get the remote that you can get up and get? Don't be disrespectful. Respectfully, that's not disrespectful. Disrespectful is other stuff. So in that same, along that same vein, right? I say this all the time when we on air talking and even and off air. I lost some, we lost some people when I said that it went from seven to one. <laughs> I know who was on. I can't with you Respectfully. tonight. <clears throat> uh, I think that we don't always treat our children as people. You know, they're they're to be seen and not heard. The they're broke best friends. Do yeah, yeah. That's I really don't get me started on mm-hmm. that. Uh, we do what I say, not as I do. You know, all those things, and we don't always treat them as the individuals and the people that they are. The people that have like real feelings and real thoughts and opinions, and I feel like if we taught them early that it really is it's never an issue but i also understand that what i'm getting ready to say is an issue for some people so with that in mind uh it's never an issue to uh express how you feel just be respectful in the way that you express it because there's there's a way that you can say it that then it becomes about how you said something and not what you actually said. And I don't think we give them the license to do that as children because they're children, but but they're people first. Right? But, yeah. And my thing is it's like people will um forget that just because that's that kid is a kid that they oh you Have See, whenever you, seen, you do that... <laughs> have you ever seen a parent tell a kid, why are you mad? You have no reason to be mad. Uh-huh. So what you're doing is telling your child that they are too young to have an emotion that's naturally given to them when they don't get a chance to eat when they're a baby. Put that in perspective. I can't. And this is like I don't seen I don't seen a couple people do it before, and notice I'm not singling out which parent it is. It's just I've seen it multiple times. And to suggest that because you are doing what you're supposed to do as a parent, i.e., taking care of your children, that that is uh, reason enough for them to not <laughs> have any, you know, actual human. Emotions. You talking about I put the roof over your head speech? Clothes on your back, food on your table. So what you saying is you put you providing basic necessities that if I wasn't here I can get at a foster home. Well that's not what I was saying, but I would have said it. Okay. So I can understand the statement is if the parent was giving me something that wasn't a basic necessity. A phone. TV. Okay. So even with that though, 
I feel like if we're not I careful, can't understand it a lot. right? We because we, we lord those things over their heads, right? <clears throat> you're not paying your phone bill. You're not doing this. You're not okay. You're not wrong, but what is the point of bringing that? Like that's common information. They know they're not paying their cell phone bill. I'm not going to lie. When I first got that conversation, I was irritated. And then I went and got a job. And then when I started paying my phone bill, I was like, uh, can I get the unlimited plan? Boy, you don't pay. Wait, you do pay your phone bill. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, but again, this really is still in this in the same. It's in the same category. Of, it's in the whole. Of what gist. we're talking about. Because. Because the boundaries, I think, happen sometimes unintentionally or unknowingly. What I mean is, just like you were saying with your parents, right? You you could talk to your dad about certain things you couldn't talk to your mom about, right? And I don't necessarily, and I, you know, obviously I didn't know you then, so you can say better than me. But just in listening to you explain it, I think part of those boundaries were set by your parents, like, yes, you were the one making, you know, the choice to talk to your dad versus your mom, whatever. But I think because of how either they responded or they approached you, they were also helping to create the boundary. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense because they were setting a boundary because they knew if they went too far, then they might get irritated by whatever they heard. Because uh, mm, so I'm going to talk about it when I was in my depression. I set a boundary to my mama where every time she said God, I'd be like, all right, I got to go. Because I told you, you remember, I was depressed. I ain't believe in God for a certain point of time. Came back. I'm here now. Hallelujah. Praise God. But it was a boundary that I set. And to this day, I still have boundaries with my family and with a lot of people or like family members in general. Like, I, I love boundaries. They're like the best thing in the world because... When you have somebody that that you can just be um, open and honest with, but you can still have a boundary, it's dope. So we're gonna pick on Denise today. What don't you pick on Denise? <laughs> so like, my best friend will not call me after certain hours because. Like when I was single, yeah, she'll call me random times, like in the middle of the night, because I'm single. That's my best friend. She can call me whenever. But when I got married, it literally stopped. Just all of a sudden, just stopped. And it's because our boundary was, I love you. You're my best friend. You my rider. Just don't call me after this time. And it and it might not even been said like that. It was it's almost like us. Uh, it was like a un unwritten, unsaid thing. We need about to say it. Oh, you married. I'm not finna call you at 11 o'clock your time. That's just unheard of. But in that same sense, well, that's my best friend. unheard of, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. At the same time, like, that's my best friend. But in the context of what we're saying, that's considered, that's considered family. But my other thing is, um, I got a few key points on something. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> oh, boy. Keeping family at a healthy distance. And this key this whole key point right here, they both go it's it's supposed to be a sentence. I don't know how it messed up. But it's keeping family at a healthy distance, making sure your peace is being protected. 
Y'all hear me coughing because of my allergies, not because I'm sick. Oh, yeah. Just FYI. FYI. It was literally four seasons in in the same day. This happened like three times this week, but we ain't going to get into that. I think it's fake. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I love my piece. And if you disrupt my piece, I'm going to have to disrupt you. So let me let me change the the context of the question just a little bit. Which one? Or your your of your point, not because it wasn't really a question. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we teach our children to protect their peace? Here's what I mean. So I was having a conversation, um, and I won't say with who. But I was having a conversation with a young person. He's calling Billy. And they were talking about a a situation they were in with them and some other people. And it was, you know, your typical, uh, you know, he say, she say, this person is friends with both. And so they're going between to tell one what the other said. and You know, that sort of thing. And I was explaining to them. I said, well, it seems like for me anyway. The, the person that you should have the biggest issue with is the go-between. Because they the one that is trying to, like, you, not that you can't be cool with both parties. Yeah. But if you're then going and you know that there's static or whatever between them two. Mm-hmm. And you're perpetuating it by going back and forth. Well, you know, they said, da 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 da. Well, you know, I was over there and they said, like, you instigating. Right. I said, and so that's the person I wouldn't trust because you know where the other person stand with you. It's the one that's claiming to be your friend, but yet is willing to have conversations with another person about you. Touche. And come back to you to report. Like, nah, nah, <laughs> nah. So, how do you teach? your children um to protect their peace because we know how we do it but how will we especially in the in this era of social media and you know how quickly things can get escalated and out of control how would you what would be your advice to a young person in today's society of how to protect their peace. If you don't like how something is making you feel, walk away from the situation or the person. And I understand this statement. Well, it's, it's easier said than done. Actually, it's easier done. I don't care what nobody says. People like it's easier said than done. No, if you don't like something, if I, if I didn't like this podcast right now and I didn't like what we was doing right now, if I like, if we having a conversation and I get upset, I can leave. Might be crazy. Like, I, I, might, have to, crazy, I might have to text you and be like, hey, yo, uh, here's go the lock code, leave everything there. But in that situation, that's not easier said than done. Um, I, That's that. So that's one situation. But for me, I would just tell them straight up, like, Ain't no sugarcoating. If you don't like the situation, if you don't like the person, if you don't like what's going on, you don't like the action, you don't like how something, if you don't like, walk away from it. Because you're going to continue to not like it, and then you're going to get to a point to where you're stuck with whatever or whoever that is. And so, because uh, I want to I wanna put 
not a pin there, but because that is the second part of that conversation that they were having in Sunday school was, you know, does those boundaries apply to family too? And I think what you just said is what happens in so many families that we just force because your family, well, that's your mama, that's your daddy. Like, and we force our kids to be in uh, stuck, stuck, but unhealthy, imbalanced relationships because you're related. And I, I mean, I personally have never subscribed to that uh, mindset of thinking, but we know too often, and this is why things then happen in the home or, you know, in, in within the family mm-hmm. that you can't talk about or it takes you years to tell somebody about. And then you um, get not hit just, with the, oh, that's your blood. Right. And not even just like, you know, sexual abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, you know, all those things. And, you know, the what goes what goes on in my house stays in my house. Well, the problem with that is if there's abuse happening of any kind, then if I can't tell somebody in the house and something get done about it, then I, I, I should be able to tell somebody outside the house and get some help you know what i mean yeah um so i think that it is very important for for us to change that that narrative and change that that process of teaching our kids that just because someone is related to you that they get to mistreat you because they don't Might step on some toes. Just gonna put that out there. So, is there a requirement for a, I don't wanna say child, a kid, whatever, off, uh, off season, offspring? There we go. Is there a requirement for an offspring to still have communication with their parent? After that parent has wronged them. Genuinely wronged them. Requirement, no. I believe that... uh, I do believe in in the notion... Not even the notion, because it's a fact. You you only get one set of parents, right? Um, As far as, you know, biologically speaking is what I mean. So, I feel like... If you can honestly and truthfully say that you did all you could to to have a healthy relationship and they choose to continue to do what they do, then you have every right to protect your peace. And so if that means you cut off communication or you you fall back or whatever that case may be. Um, so. Case in point, uh, and I don't think he would mind me uh, sharing this. Um, for a while, uh, I didn't ha- I didn't have the best relationship with my dad um, for reasons I won't go into here. But mm-hmm. uh, so we we did not have a, a, a we had a very tumultuous relationship. Um, 
but it took and so for for a few years like we barely spoke to each other now mind you it was a it was a lot easier for that to happen because we were living on opposite coast <laughs> so um that made it easier to not really communicate and it took growth on both of our parts to be able to mend the relationship uh, because we're you know more than good today but it took like I said it took growth on both of our parts because there was a lot of um, conversations that that hadn't happened that needed to there was a lot of unhealed uh, trauma and, and things of that nature and we had to work through that now the, I bring that up to say we both were willing to do the work so that's why we were able to restore the relationship. But if you have one of the people that are not willing to do the work, then you, you're wasting your time. That makes sense. Because <laughs> that leads me to my next one. Just because you are my elder doesn't mean you can talk to me crazy. Is there a question in there, or are you just making a statement? Uh, it's, that, that, it ain't no question. It's a statement. <laughs> just because just you're be my clear. elder don't mean you can talk to me crazy. <clears throat> and I'm not going to say respectfully at the end of it. Well, here's the thing. Because normally I'll be like, respectfully, no. I think that you, you, you garner respect when you give respect. And there comes a time, and, but I say this all the time about even our kids. I keep going back to that because we, we kind of, that was a jumping off point mm -hmm, of mm -hmm, today's mm -hmm. episode. We don't always respect our kids. We talk to them crazy because we upset and we emotional and we whatever. And then we wonder why when they get, you know, emboldened enough to talk back. Did they match in that energy? Well, that's what you put out there. Something happened like that with Eli. He did something, and it was the response he gave. And I forgot when it was. And I was like, I know why you did that. Because I did that to you one day when you was getting on my nerves. Hmm, I'm not going to do that no more. But I don't think we always, as parents, we don't always, we're not always cognizant of that. I know for me... As as our kids have gotten older, I've tried to be more aware, and I'll say, "Yo, listen, I'm having a day today, so if I if I seem short or you know snappy or whatever, it ain't y'all. I'm just having a day." I don't got Eli. I told Eli something like that today. Like he he's at that age where he just likes like just ramble, mm -hmm. and like I was like editing pictures, and he said he was just talking and talking and talking, and I looked him dead in the face. I said, Eli. I love you with all my heart, but you're doing too much talking and I really need you to be quiet because I don't want to be upset. He said, oh, I'm sorry, Dada. I'm going to sit down and watch my movie. He didn't say nothing for like an hour. I got the work done and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch a movie or I think he said want to lay down or something. Then we just kind of like lay down and like, like watch TV or whatever. But I'm like, in my head, I wanted to explode because I was irritated because I couldn't focus. Right. 
But I was like, if I explode, then if he sees that explosion, he might go back and do that to his brother or his mama when he feels like he's not being heard. So I was like, you know what? And let me not. Your he's being because he's, he's three. Mm-hmm. He's being a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. So he's doing his job. Yep. Right. Your inability to focus while he's doing his job is not his problem. I had to start counter-reacting it. So now when I do my work, I have one headphone in on the same side that he's talking. And then I'll be like watching TV, like watching something on my uh, on my iPad or something. And and I pay attention to the multiple repeats of stuff because that means he actually isn't just blabbing. Right. But like now he gets to the point that he'll say something. I'll be like, what's up? And he'll start talking. He's like, no, I want to show you something. And I'm like, all right, come show me. He'll show it to me. I'll give him that uh, attention for a little bit and then he go back. But now it's to the point to where he knows when I start working. And I got a I got a new iPad and I gave him my old one. My old one had a keyboard, um, my Logitech, like this whole like little keyboard thing mm-hmm. that goes with it. Yeah. So now when I get when I sit down and start working, he says, Oh, dad, dad you working? I wanna work too. So he goes into his notepad and just start typing random stuff. And I'm like, Why are you working? He said, Uh, you're working and I'm working and we work together. You watch your show and I watch my show. And in my head, I was like He's trying to coexist. Which, again, going back to this is what I love about our conversations because we always can pull it back into what we were talking about is without because he's not going to understand you sitting him down and saying, okay, what you're doing is you're setting a boundary or you are, you know, developing uh, healthy coexisting skills. He's not going to know what none of that means. Until he gets to a certain age. But because it is being taught in practice, now when he gets the the logical understanding of it as he gets older, like, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's like what me and you was talking about the last time. And uh, Brianna was like, um, if your kids are with you while you're doing your craft, maybe they can pick it up. So now Eli sees me sitting there like uh, doing work do or sending those, emails. Do we do do we get those uh, that information on them shirts though? Which ones? The one Brianna, we took Bri- well, we didn't take her saying we asked for permission. Oh yeah, I got the information. I tell you later. Okay. I forgot all about all right. that. But um, yeah, like it's like he. So now he's understanding the boundary. Because he wants to coexist with me, but he wants to be around me. And I tell him, he was like, one day he was doing something. And I was like, well, just get your iPad. And then I just pulled up like some, like, I pulled up like some drawing thing. This is when I had my iPad, the one that he has now. So I pulled up like this little uh, drawing thing. Because when I'm editing, I have like this tablet that it looks like a big drawing pad. And he was just sitting there drawing. I'm doing what you do, dad. I said, yep, look, you're doing a good job. And then i actually end up going to the store one day and buying him an actual uh drawing pad that he loves i gotta buy him another one but what i did was i gave him a coexisting habit or a coexisting boundary to know that if i'm working you need to be doing something too and if you want to talk to me just come and say it but i'm not getting up once i'm in my work zone yeah so now my son knows that if he sees me get the 
the you know the uh, the little fold out table. If he see me get the fold out table and turn it to the side, and I put my laptop on, he feels like he has to start working too. Right. And it's crazy because sometimes Eli will come upstairs while I'm editing, and he'll see me not editing, kind of like chilling because I'm taking a break. People like that. That why are you taking a break? You're supposed to be working. And I'm like, <laughs> get him, Eli. I'm like, what you mean? He was like, you gotta do your, you gotta, uh, you gotta edit people's photos. And I said, oh, my fault, baby. I'm just, um, I'm taking a break. He said, okay, Dada, take a break. And it's like all of that stuff that that I say to him because we're so open and honest with him. He understands. Like yesterday when I was leaving the house. He was like, where you going? I was like, I don't know if I want to tell him. And then Maya was like, might as well. Oh, I'm going to get a tattoo. He said, oh, where? And I showed him. He's like, oh, okay, I want to see it later. He like, no, I got tattoos all over my body. And he be drawing on himself, and he be like, I got tattoos <laughs> like that, that. And I was, I was like, hey, that's my boy, that's my boy, that's my boy. <laughs> Here you go. That's my boy. Boundaries, Boundaries. Boundaries. But when he turned 18, <laughs> hey, you will one of my boy. I got you. But... Um, you said something, uh, well, several things, but just the the notion that because we we really quick to say do what I say, not what I do. But what if they don't understand what you're saying? Exactly. So then, then how do you teach them? Well, then you gotta teach them by example, right? Mm-hmm. So Eli's three, ours are eighteen, sixteen, and fifteen. So. For me, it's different because we can actually have conversations. And so I try to not, because you know, it's, they're teenagers. So there's teenage angst, there's you know, all those things, right? Some days they, don't, they can't really articulate what they're feeling or why they're feeling what they're feeling. But I can, as a parent, I can sense something's off. So I'll ask like, yeah, you good? Mm-hmm. You talk about anything? You sure? Because you seem in a little, you know. <clears throat> and sometimes they share. Sometimes they're like, "Nah, I'm good." Even though I know they're not. And then I have to remember. Back to the point I was making about you and Eli. I taught them that. Because there be times where they've seen me when they were younger, and even at the age they are now, when they know something's wrong with me. And I'm like, nah, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm straight. I don't say I don't want to talk about it right now or like I'm going to be okay. I'm like, nah, I'm good. And so I then can't turn around and, and be frustrated with them about doing what I showed them how to how to do, what to do. I, I showed you that. I showed you how to not communicate effectively or at all. But you know, is a huge issue nowadays. So, because I, uh, I seen a video um, about somebody. Uh, let me see if I can remember it. It was this dude talking about how he was traumatized because he couldn't, um, he wasn't allowed to basically have it. I, I, it's like basically like have his feelings because you know. Growing up as a kid, you're not allowed to have big and bold feelings. Feelings, and when you grew up in a certain time, 
Like, but I think I think that's that is true even now to some degree, and that's maybe to a lesser all, degree. But it all depends on how it all depends on if that parent that's parenting that kid in in that at, at that age hasn't realized that they didn't heal from a trauma. In my personal opinion, yeah, I, I think there's that, and then there's also um, I tell people I tell young people all the time, like you know I I get it, you you get frustrated with your parents and stuff like that, but try to understand. That they are a lot of times they're doing their parenting how they were parented, mm-hmm. and it's not that they don't want to hear you out or they don't want to um, consider your feelings or things of that nature. Sometimes it's just hard because they're from an error. I said error, like you yep, did something mm-hmm. wrong. I wasn't gonna say nothing. I was gonna let you be great. <laughs> They're from a time where you weren't able. If you're a child, you stay. In, what do they say? What do they tell you? you? Stay in a child's place, right? It's grown folks talking. Which I understand to a certain degree. Yes, there are certain times where you do have to protect your 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 children from themselves. But I, what for the conversation we're having right now, I feel like we should be more welcoming and open and transparent than we are at times when it comes to our children, and so. They are, like I said, they're parenting the way they were parented. And sometimes it's not easy to see that when it's your kid that's telling you. You know what I mean? Like, because me and you could have a conversation about Eli or about Elijah, Makai, or Zakaila, um, and all of them. Right. And I could get something from you or you or vice versa that they could have very well said to me. And I was like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. It just depends on, but again, it, it that part comes down to the parent, like you said, we we're saying earlier, like their mentality as a parent and as a person, because like you said, there's some things that we we said this in one of the first episodes. And I said, if you really want to know who you are as a person. Be a spouse or be a parent, because those two things show you Listen, you. It'll let it real real quick, because you're gonna know exactly who you is by the end of the day. Because you're gonna be like, uh, is that me? Yes, yes, that's you. That's that's you. You are who you say you are. <laughs> <laughs> I am whoever I say I am. If I wasn't. And why would I say I am? I personally subscribe to the mindset of you are what you do, but but it's I mean no, I'm kidding. I'm the kidding. list the list goes on for how for how toxic <laughs> yeah I said it for how toxic some family traits can be because a lot of people are raising their kids based off of what they was raised off of, which is I'm I'm not knocking. I'm knocking. I don't like you. But <laughs> they raise it based <laughs> off of what they was what they was raised off of. So now they're sitting there raising their kids off the same thing that they was raised off of and now they're giving their kid the same trauma that they got when they was a kid and don't realize that the trauma that they got when they was a kid came from their parents getting trauma as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's a mouthful. These are um the 
generational curses that the church folks uh, allude to. Yeah. So that's that's just what happens. It's because a lot of people would be get, get stuck in certain things, and then you're stuck. Yep. On that note, we're gonna take a break because we've been at this for a long time now. We got uh, some sponsorships to. We got a couple of them, but we'll be back, y'all. Yeah. How y'all doing? We back. I said, "How y'all doing?" We back. Yeah. Maybe they responded to you where they're listening to the episode at. Not because you're not going to be able to hear them. Advocate for yourself. That's what we at. Okay, so if y'all skip through the ad, though, y'all disrespectful. Just wrong. And you're taking money out of our pockets, literally. So I need y'all to go back. Go back. And listen. Gonna go back, back, way into (laughs) time. He just messed up my whole pitch. <laughs> Let's finish this, please, sir. All right, so boom. So we talked about implementing boundaries. We talked about healthy boundaries and teaching your kids boundaries. So I'm going to run through these last ones because some of what I said actually came off of it, but I didn't get a chance to say it. Okay. <clears throat> advocating for yourself or kids advocating is the point, right? Mm-hmm. So what I have is speaking up for your own Mental and physical health is something that I believe that everybody should know how to do. Because when Eli needs a break, he'll be like, I'm going upstairs. And we taught him that at like month, like a while ago. So, what's in the box? It's Advocate for yourself, it's Chris. Vitamin water. Vitamin, vitamin. It's vitamin water. Right, so the so the other one is. Wait, I need you to go back, and because I thought when we talked, you know, in our uh, production meeting conversation, mm-hmm. you know, the two minutes we was on the phone. Uh, I think we were on the phone a little bit longer this time, but we you explained like fifteen minutes. You explained uh, about. Eli and his you call it Eli time I need you to share that if you're comfortable sharing that with oh it's it's gonna go afterward okay and um, so the next one is just because they they are kids doesn't mean they can't advocate or speak up about their feelings and the last one is the trauma I'm gonna save that one so Eli time Hey, how you doing? If y'all don't know my son's name by now, it's an issue. His name is Eli. He's at the beginning. He says, dear, some of y'all at the beginning twice and at the end twice. And if people didn't know, now you do. Cool. So if somebody comes up to me and say, who's saying dear, some of y'all and y'all listen to the show, I'm going to look at you in your face while you look at me in my face and I'm just going to walk off. But let's get into it. Eli time. So Eli has this thing that we dub as Eli time to where he will go upstairs by himself for about an hour sometimes and it and sometimes it's actually better than about two hours but it's not sometimes it's not always a consecutive time uh two hours like he'll go up there for like 30 minutes and then come back down to check <laughs> to check on us hey how you guys doing like why are you checking on us but because he love y'all 
He, yeah, well, yeah, he do. I love that little boy. So he goes upstairs. If he if he's been getting in trouble too many times, or if he can't regulate his emotions, or if his brothers get on his nerves, he will go upstairs and um, go watch TV because he knows how to work the whole entire uh, TV. So with him being that smart, we set up boundaries on the TV. So he can't go and watch adult shows because every time he goes on something, it's kid friendly. Gotcha. So what Eli time is, is I ask him, do you want to go have Eli time? He'd be like, go upstairs and watch TV? Yeah. Can you bring me snacks? Of course. Can I have a picnic upstairs while I watch my shows? Yes. So he gets his blanket, put it on the floor. I go downstairs. My son likes seaweed. I still don't know why. It's nasty. But that may eat grass if you want to. That ain't grass. That's <laughs> seagrass. That ain't regular grass. That's seagrass. That's been dried ranch and, on it. and salted. He don't even like sauce. What's side note? So you know, like you you have chicken nuggets, right? Mm-hmm. Eli hates any sauce on anything that he eats. Except for chicken nuggets. No. Xander loves sauce on everything. One sauce baby, the other baby got no sauce. I don't know how to feel about that. Finish your story, man. But You're not gonna do my nephew. No, it's it's only pertaining to foods. Cause look, my sons be dressing, they'll be wearing Jordans. I ain't got time for that. But um, they expensive, man. You're you're, you're getting sidetracked. Sir. I did. My ADHD kicked <laughs> in, but it's back now. But like I ask him And what I do is When he asks for his picnic So what I do is I'll be like Alright go ahead Go upstairs I'll meet you upstairs So I go Get him like Whatever snacks we have down there Like some juice Some chips um, Get him basically Like a little snack Little plate A little snack plate right. Something that's gonna Keep him entertained And then I bring his iPad up there Because if he gets done Watching the TV Maybe he wanna play Some games on his iPad So it's multiple times That I've come home I'm like Where's Where he at and everybody, oh, he upstairs. Upstairs with his. How long uh, you been upstairs? Oh, he upstairs having his Eli time. Oh, okay. So I go up there and I be like, "Hey, buddy, you okay? Yeah. Do you want me to come in the room? Uh, no. All right, cool. But with along with Eli time, I'm also the same parent that when my son can't regulate his emotions and he's crying, I look him in the face and say, "Do you need love?" And he says, "Yes." And he comes straight up to me and just sits there. And put his head on my chest and just sit there. I'm like, you all right now? Yeah. And he just go on about his day. And then you go make a much cooter board. No, not this time. I just go lay down. Oh. His charcuterie board is the most interesting charcuterie board in the world. If you want Are we saying that stuff, right? Charcuterie. Hey, is that how you say it? I don't know. It might be chakra. It's definitely not that. <laughs> it's definitely not that. So the last point is the trauma that starts as a kid feeling that speaking up or advocating for yourself is disrespectful, even when it's said in a respectful way, is it's the most annoying thing in the world. I was when I was writing it, I was so annoyed writing it that I couldn't even finish the statement. Well, it goes back to what we were discussing earlier when we don't respect the the child as a individual so we we minimize or we dismiss 
their real emotions and their real uh, feelings and thoughts and opinions. Oftentimes, because like we were saying before we went on break, it shows us the truth about ourselves. What's crazy is I have a rule with Eli. Cry all you want, but you better not yell. Because you know, like when kids cry, they like to scream yeah. because that's attention. But if you're having raw emotions, why are you yelling? And I ask it, why are you yelling? I don't know. Do you need to cry? Yes, cry. Because one day, I think I said it on, a, on one episode or I told you about it. But one day, Eli was doing something. Eli was doing something. And I was like, yo, chill with that. Like, no, stop, stop yelling. He was like, stop yelling? I was like, yeah. He was like, so I can't cry? I, I, I'm sad. And I said, no, son, listen to what I'm saying. Stop screaming really loud and stop yelling. If you want to cry, that's fine. I'm not going to hold you while you're crying because you're in trouble for what you did. And we're talking about it, and now you're sad because you're in trouble for what you did. You can sit next to me, but I'm not going to baby you for what you did because I don't believe in that. <coughs> but okay, wait, let me stop you. Uh, and this might be something we have to revisit in no, a future probably. episode. Oh, we'll see. The notion of babying your children. Reason why I bring that up, other than the fact that you said it, mm -hmm. is I think that is that also plays a factor into how we teach them to create boundaries. Because if we are always running to the rescue, then they grow up thinking that that's what's supposed to happen. Exactly. Because I don't baby adults. Not a damn one. Well, nope. You, I'm, I'm you, speaking for me. You, I'm not you speaking baby, for you. You baby one. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Who? Keita. No, I don't. Uh huh. She's sick. You gonna be babying her? No. no I'm gonna make sure she's you. straight. I'm messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of people do, uh, like it's it's a big differential between babying and taking care or making sure or double checking or assisting. But if it's your fault. And you know that it's, that's not what you're supposed to do. And I've said this before. Uh, like if I'm driving 150 miles an hour down the street and you and told I get me a not ticket. to do that. Yeah, and yeah. then I get a ticket and then I'm like, hey, man. Ah, nah, nah, what was nah, my nah, fault? Nah. Yeah, I was speeding. But yes, person. That makes it your fault. It's your fault. Because but I, I you say this. I say this. Um, and I've, I've said it, I think, in, in previous episodes. Um one of the most delicate balances I feel like in parenting is the resisting the urge to just fix everything every time because sometimes you have to allow <clears throat> your kids to fall be close enough sometimes you got to fall back sometimes you have to and allow for them to out. to fall you know but be close enough to help them get up, dust them. Okay, now what did you learn? Look, How would you do that differently? So we don't have to. We don't have to fall off, but sometimes we got to fall back as parents, and that's a very hard thing to do because be. your your natural instinct 
is to fix it because that's your that's your baby. What's funny is it's harder to do on the first one and easier to do on the second one. I yeah. Like when Eli first fell, everybody was like, "Oh my goodness, he's falling." When Zan fell, boy, get up. <laughs> because so I've been I've been I've been called oh you the dad that um I've heard somebody actually I'm out of dad that if their kid is about to hit their head and they don't notice it are you going to protect them yes at certain points it all depends on what it is like I forgot what it was one of the boys they was doing something and how they was moving they actually didn't see what they was going because it was just there and as soon as I got ready to do it I put my hand right here and I was like hey watch out for that Next go around and hit the head on it, but I got them the first time, so I'm like, eh, okay, hmm, it's your fault now. But some life lessons are necessary to be learned, and that's what I say. Like it all by dep- trial and error. It like okay, I warned you. Yes, you didn't heed my warning, and now you over there crying with a knot on the back of your head. And, okay, and listen, and we gonna make sure you know you don't got no concussion or nothing, but. But that's like, like you say, like you have to let them learn. Like today, so remember how I was, I was talking about Eli gets his iPad and then six next to me and say he want to do work. So today, Eli was pouting, and I'm not gonna lie, pouting is probably the most annoying thing in the world to me that anybody does. But I, I I'm not, I'm, hey yo, stop the pouting, stop whining, just talk. Oh, that whining. Like when you start, me. when Ooh. you start whining, I'm like, yo, I can't talk to you because you're whining and you can use your your voice. Do you, so I, I mean, I know this is about Eli, but I really um, detest it when adults do it. All right, y'all. That's the end of the podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to turn into them today. Finish the story so we can get but, out of here. Um, he was whining, but I like what I told him was something that I live by to this day. Work with what you have. He was like, what do you mean? I said, do you have a keyboard on your iPad? He was like, no, I don't have my, my, my laptop part. I said, but do you have a keyboard on your iPad? He was like, I don't know. I said, find out. So he went to the notepad, and he opened it, and he seen the keyboard there. He was like, oh, I can still do work. I said, work with what you have. If you can't find what you're looking for, work with what you have. And he was like, oh, okay. But at the same concept, I need him to understand that statement because he likes to watch, like, Actions like little action shows like Avatar and stuff like that sometimes, and he's seeing people with swords. He don't have a sword, but he get a hanger, so he's working with what he has. So he has to learn that as a as a notion. Work with what you have. Do with what you can do with, because it's not gonna be a, it's not gonna always be somebody that's gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna go find that. Because it's multiple times Eli would be like, um, he'd be trying it. He'd be sitting there. He'd be like, um. Dad, dad, my blanket is on the floor. I'm like, all right, get it. No, you get it. And I look at him, and I'm like, why do you want me to get it? Because you dad, dad. And I said, okay, cool. Well, I guess your blanket gonna sit on the floor then. And I roll <laughs> over. And he'll be looking at Maya, start laughing. He'll be looking at me like, you really not gonna get it? No, no get up and get no, your blanket. No, I'm not, son. <laughs> because the thing is, is I've asked Eli to do stuff for me before. Like, Eli, can you give me that? No, dad, dad. I'm playing my game. Do you know what I say? Alright You right I get up and I get it Yeah I, I really I <clears throat> When we And I'm saying we just In general not we as in me and you No I get it uh, Treat our 
kids like errand runners and slaves. And I know I, I let me. You go ahead. You don't. You, you hit the rabbit hole. <laughs> what I mean is, like going to do very like menial and and like hey, you call them from their room to your room to give you the remote that in the time it took them to get to your room. We ain't going here. We is not doing it. You could just get up and grab the remote, or can you bring me? They you upstairs, they upstairs. Can you go downstairs and, and grab me something to drink? Like now, first of all, no, you can do it. <laughs> like look, all I'm man, saying is only time, again. If only you've heard me say nothing else this episode, I really want you to understand how much I believe in treating your children as people. I believe in treating your children as people. As versions from one to the time that you pass away because a lot of people will treat a kid like a kid their whole entire life because I'm a strong advocate that um, no that's it because if it's multiple times where I've asked Eli to throw away his brother's diaper and Eli says I don't want to Eli throw this diaper away I don't want to Alright I get up and throw the diaper away Yes I'm annoyed Why? Because I didn't feel like doing it But he said no I'm not going to force him to do it Right Because you ain't feel like doing that's it not so. his, That's not his job <laughs> Only time that I'm going to tell him To do something that he doesn't want to do Is if it's something that he has to do Right Like Clean his room He has his <laughs> shoes Clean the bathroom himself yeah, yeah like he has his shoes on Eli take his shoes off No Little boy Okay sorry Go put him by the door Can you do it? No Go put your shoes by the door You know your shoes don't go right here that's different yeah. because that's something of his, something of his responsibility. Right. But and it's it also uh, or like turn the TV down. It's too loud. This speaks, is my room. It also speaks to not uh, uh, training is not really the word I want to use there, but teaching. There, there we go. Teaching your children that it is their responsibility. To help you, the parent, take care of their siblings, because it's not, because they're not the parent. You are, so like helping out is one thing, but and then you know you get as they get older, like depending on the age difference, like oh hey I gotta run to the store watch you, you know that I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about like they cooking dinner for their siblings. Because, but you home, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> like and it's they, not because you can't do it, right? That's that's what I'm saying. Don't that's, want to, but it's a difference if they if they're like if you ask them, hey, you want to cook tonight? Yes, cool. You want to cook tonight? No. Well, you better cook. Why? Because I put a why? Okay, cool. Um, so guess what? Because I put my, the bills in here and I put the roof over your head and I put my the food auntie, in the refrigerator. My auntie can do that up. too. But that's the thing Like I told Maya um, I don't ever 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 Want to throw something Ever 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 Forever never seem That's wrong Until it's Okay no (laughs) But I told Maya that um, I don't ever want to be the parent That has to hold stuff Over somebody's head like that Because If me and Eli Ever get in an argument And And Something, whatever. I'm not gonna be like, I paid blah blah blah. 
Now, it is sometimes, and this is completely different from that, to where Eli has asked me why, and I've said because I told you to. But those was in different areas. It wasn't like I just didn't want him to do it. It's like I, I had to say I told you I told you so, or because I told you to do it. Because at that moment, I couldn't explain it to him because it was bigger than what he could comprehend at that moment because he's a three-year-old. Now, if he was like seven, I would have told him. But since he's three, it's a no. Like, if I want to sit in his spot, because that's my normal spot, I will say, move. That's my spot. But I don't want to move. Okay, that's fine. I understand you, but you're moving. Sometimes I do that. Why? Because I want my spot. It is what it is. I'm petty. I don't really care. But I'm not going to forcibly have my child do something that I don't want to do when he says no and it's not a responsibility of his because that, that in theory, and just doesn't, doesn't resonate well with my soul. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you for coming to our TED Talk. I was going to say, dear, some of y'all talk. But a uh, couple of lighter things before we go, if you if you will indulge me. God is good. I mean, yes, but that's not where I was going. What up, son? Give me a second. Uh, did you know that this I'm just going to give this disclaimer. These things have nothing to do with what we've discussed here tonight. <laughs> Uh, did you know that there were verses more more than one verse to Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? Yes. Yeah. Wasn't aware. Yeah. It's uh, a whole entire. It's song. a whole song. Yeah. It's and really it's, old song. It's weird. Did you know that they changed A B C D song? A B C D. You know they changed it. It's no longer elemental P. What is it? I, I can't remember. It's horrible. But I keep telling you, I don't. I don't have toddlers anymore. So it's hor- I d- Look, I I didn't know until somebody said something about it. Like I was like, "What is this? And why is it horrible? Like it's really, it's really, really bad." Okay, well, let me listen to it after. Let me finish this oh, first. Oh no, you gonna everybody gonna hear this today? <laughs> oh jeez, everybody's gonna hear this today because it's that bad. I'm it's, so sorry, guys. If you've already listened to the ad and you you're at this part, this, we're done with the show. So this is the ad, this is the ad libs of the show. <laughs> Not even bloopers. This is just we're still rolling. And you ready? Sure. I know you lying. I know exactly. you lying. Exactly. I know you lying. Exactly. <laughs> now you see my point. You lying. Why to did me? they change that song to go like that? <laughs> see, look, <laughs> it's lying. It's, to that's me. the song. <laughs> Listen. Okay, so the last thing before we end the so the bad. actual podcast, uh, we gonna stay on Facebook for a second, but uh, so I've been dealing with these allergies, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, have you ever used uh, clear? No, nah, not that. Um, 
the little uh the kettle pot. No. I know what you're talking about, but no. It's not really called the kettle pot, it's called a neti pot, but I know what you're I talking about. Like the thing that's <laughs> that thing. Nah. Uh, but I know it's something. You so you put you got the saline and you, you use water. Okay, yeah. And then yeah. you hold it and it's supposed to clean out your mm-hmm. mucus. Um so I did it I used it for the first time uh last night. Mm-hmm. And for most of the day, like it had been working. And like right now, that as we've been sitting here, like I feel like I'm gonna have to do it again. So just uh Carol, I'm not choosing violence. I <laughs> that's my sister. She, uh, that's my big sister. Um, she said earlier because I was talking about uh, the pastors, and uh, she said I'm always on uh, line choosing violence, and I just feel like it's the only life I know. Okay, <laughs> so I, I don't know another way. <laughs> I'm not today. I can. I don't know another way. Uh, Do any of y'all want to join the church home? Eli, I know you have an Eli time, but come get your daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh.